Welcome to the Chelsea Pines Podcast. If you're a real estate human who is ready to show up online with heart and humanity and not hustle and hacks, you've made it to the right place, friends. Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm covering my most asked questions. And these are questions that I get pretty much every single time I host a webinar, a live workshop, any kind of one-on-one or group coaching, these questions come up again and again. And while you may not be surprised by the questions, I think you might be surprised by some of my answers because as you know by now, if you're a longtime listener, I like to go into a little bit of a deep dive, figure out what's under the surface, and that's where we're going to go today with these three commonly asked questions. The first question that I often get in some variation is, when should I be using each different format? When should I be using an Instagram story? And what the heck goes in there? How do I know when to use a real or short form vertical video? Or should I be writing long form content? So I want to just give you the way that I personally think of this strategy. And I'm going to use Instagram as an example, but please know that on many of the social platforms, you could utilize a similar strategy. I just, I think it's easier to speak in concrete terms and using one platform as an example so that I can kind of deep dive into the thought behind it. Now, um, it can be totally confusing in, in all of these platforms. That's why everybody kind of loved Snapchat, if you ever use Snapchat, because there was only one thing to do. <laughs> there was no going live. There was no posting in the feed because there wasn't a feed. It was literally just posting a video or a picture, and that was it. And so it was very simple. And now that we go over to, say, Instagram, and you have live video, you have short form reels, you have uh, carousel posts, stories, it's a lot. So the question becomes, do I need to use them all? And when do I use them? And I like to think in terms of having Instagram or whatever social platform you're using become a funnel for you. Now, we don't want it to be the only funnel because what happens is we want to get people off of the socials and into platforms that we own because you never know what's going to happen to those social platforms. You could just lose your account access. I know people that have built a robust platform and for no reason, literally no reason, did not violate anything, still to this day cannot figure it out, have been locked out of their account. So we don't want to turn social media into your only funnels. And when I say funnel, I mean something that attracts a group, attracts an audience, brings them into your ecosystem, and then you can convert them by building trust over time and providing value into clients. And so the way that I think of this particular Instagram funnel is you sort of have the top of the funnel, which you may have heard before, it is marketing speak, but that's where you're going to get the cold leads. That's where new people are going to happen across your content. Maybe they were searching for a particular topic that you talk a lot about. And because Instagram and all the other platforms are now recommending content from people that you don't follow based on what you are interested in or have searched, they might say, oh, you don't know Chelsea, but she talks about this topic and you've looked at other creators that also talk about this topic. So we're going to show you Chelsea's content and they might become interested. They might follow me, et cetera. So the idea here is we have at the top of the funnel, 
This is our wide net casting. Now you still want to know who you're talking to. You still need to know exactly who you're talking to, your avatar, what their challenges are, what their problems. This isn't a throw out a piece of content and hit as many people as possible. We still need it to be targeted. So when I say cast a wide net, I simply mean the most amount of people that are already in your ideal audience and interested and or served by your message, by your service, by your product, etc. So the idea on Instagram is you would use reels for that particular purpose. And I will also say your feed posts in general. So it could be a carousel post. It could be a short video post. It could be a photo post. Um, So it doesn't have to only be a reel. But the reason that reels is very top of funnel is because it is intended to attract a new audience of people who do not follow you. By and large, the percentage of people who are going to be served your reel are people that don't know who you are yet. And so that gives you a wider audience. So then what happens is as you attract those people and they come into your world and they are interested and curious and click on your profile, they're going to scan through your content. They're going to try to assess if you're competent at what you do, if you are an authority on your topic, and if they're interested in following you. Once they hit that follow button, they've now entered your ecosystem and they've moved down into the middle of the funnel. And now you're going to be building the trust through content in two areas. You're going to be building trust in your content in that you're posting in the feed that is not only real specific. So this would be your carousel posts, your single image posts, and you're going to also provide value in the captions that are attached to those posts. Now you might say, do people even read captions? Absolutely they do. Now, you have to be really good with your hook uh, to get them interested in reading that caption, but they absolutely do. And let me put it to you this way. If no human being ever reads those captions, guess who's reading it? The computer system. That's right. The more information that you can give to the computer, the better it's going to be able to sort and serve your content to the right people. So I'm going to just put it out out there. This is my personal opinion. But if I were the computer, (laughs) I would rather have more data because it makes my job easier and I I can say, okay, great. You have a really descriptive caption versus somebody who has one sentence. Well, I'm going to serve the one out that has more description and data because that's just going to be easier to categorize. So you're going to nurture those new audience members through feed posts and your stories. Okay. So top of the funnel is going to be reels. That's when I'm going to create content that is going to Uh, help my ideal audience. So you have to know their problems and you're going to want to create content that answers their questions and helps them solve their problems and also content that shows them who you are, why you you are unique and how you do what you do. That's going to be the top of the funnel. Then you're going to nurture and create those relationships and start developing them with your regular feed posts like your images and your carousels and also your stories. Now, the difference between what I personally do in stories versus the feed is I lean very heavy educational content in my feed posts. Um, So when I'm making a carousel post, it's typically educational in nature. Of course, I do mix in some of the human content, family photos, etc. But I really lean heavily into educational content. That's my value to my community who came to my profile for that information. 
Also, in my stories, I, I occasionally do some educational content, but I call it the kitchen sink. I put everything in the kitchen sink and I really document, don't create. I document what I'm doing throughout the day. I'm, I'm commenting on what's happening. I'm engaging with community. So I really consider that sort of the behind the scenes day-to-day life of Chelsea with a little tiny bit of education sprinkled in. And so if I had to, I would say I sort of reverse that in the feed. Uh, but I'm trying to add more of the Chelsea to the feed and not just the education. Now we're going to move into um, also another form of nurturing, which is Instagram lives. And you know what? That's something that I have gotten away from, and I don't know why. I think I just sort of forgot it was there. I will tell you that all of the platforms love it when you use what they call all the surfaces. The surfaces are just the different formats. So that would be stories. That would be live. That would be carousel posts. It just likes that you're using all the different varieties. And so Instagram lives are really primarily going to be seen mainly by just your community that already follows you. Stories is only going to be seen by the community that follows you. Posts that you're making like carousel posts that you're putting in the feed and you're using hashtags. Well, those are going to primarily be seen by your community. But because you're using hashtags, it becomes searchable. And now new people might be able to find it. Also, the algorithm might decide to serve that up to someone and put it right into their feed. So it is possible that someone who doesn't follow you can find you by way of one of your carousel posts. But by and large, your feed content, your live content, your stories is primarily to serve your current community of followers and Reels is going to be serving your community of non-followers. I should say your soon-to-be community of followers. (laughs) So... Um, hopefully that was helpful in breaking it down. That's sort of how I use it. I like to do a reel. I like to do a carousel. I like to do an image. I just like to mix it up because I personally get bored. So the most asked question of when to use what format and what to put in it, consider that reels are going to be going out to people that don't know you. And it's a way for you to showcase your competence, your expertise, your authority, and of course be entertaining. And then your feed posts and your stories and your lives are going to primarily go to your community. And I like to mix and match within those formats when I'm posting weekly basis. Next question I'm always asked, and I'm going to give you this in two formats. I get this question. They mean the same thing, but I get them in two variations. Number one is, is the 80-20 rule still relevant to content? I heard that 80% should be business and 20% should be personal. Should I still be following that rule? The next variation I get is, should I have two separate accounts? Because I, ha- I, th- I think I should have one for real estate or for whatever business that you're in and one for me. Or I already have one for me and I'm, I just set one up for real estate. But the real estate one, it's like crickets on that. So this is all boils down to the same thing. How do I know when to be vulnerable? How do I know when to connect with human beings and when is too much? And what if I'm an overshare and I'm a private person? And it all comes down to vulnerability, right? <laughs> fear of being judged, fear of not being seen as a professional, fear of being a human and letting that shine through. And so I don't believe that there is a 80-20 rule or any rule. It needs to be what's right for you. For me, it needs to be 100% human, meaning my humanness hinges on my particular perspective and point of view, which nobody else can have. Maybe, maybe my siblings, because we were raised in the same household. 
But your perspective is so unique to you because it's all different based on your lived experiences and and so many other things. And so that's the uniqueness, right? And so if I'm even talking about the Instagram algorithm or I'm talking about content, which technically is quote unquote business for me, I'm still giving it to you in my tonality, with my perspective, with a story that only I can tell. And so those are are elements that I know are are uniquely me. And so it's hard when I think about, well, is that fall into the business category? I guess technically it does, but then okay, it also falls into the personal category. So I just don't even put a, a number on it. I just say it needs to 100% have me in it and be 100% human, whether or not I'm talking about marketing or I'm talking about my dogs. And so um, I would say that ultimately, if you have that demarcation of, well, this is going to be 100% business content, listen, you can have a thriving business with educational content. If you want to exponentially accelerate trust amongst your community, it's going to require more than just business content. So it's not that you can't create a thriving business with only educational content or quote unquote professional content. The problem with the professional content is the way in which it's created. Because I can create professional content and still be conversational and infuse my point of view and have a really solid hook that gets people interested versus going to Canva and getting a template that's like a definition of something and post it. So a lot of times it's not the nature of the content, the fact that it is business related, that's the problem or the reason that you're not getting the same kind of engagement on the personal content. It's the way that you're crafting that business content. Um, In the two accounts, I'm a big, huge believer in one brand, one human, one account. Now, if you have multiple brands and you're a, you know, a dentist and then you're also a realtor, you may want to separate those two because you don't want to confuse your audience and you don't want to confuse the algorithm. But if you are a multifaceted human, which I assume every single person here who is listening to this is, please infuse those multiple facets of you into your content. It's not going to confuse the algorithm because the, the, the factor is that you are the brand. And so I'm the brand on my channels and I also love small dogs and that's part of my brand. So I can infuse that into it. So one account, one human, one brand. Now, I also know because I've talked to some incredible humans in the DMs, there are times when you are going to need two accounts for a variety of reasons. It could be uh, legal reasons. It could be for safety reasons or privacy reasons or based on your type of work. Maybe you are in a, in a job where it is required that you not have uh, a public social media. So there are going to be uniquenesses when it comes to should you have two separate accounts. But by and large, one account, one human, and keep your content 100% human, not an 80-20. And if you love 80-20, if you love a number that guides you, then pick your own number that guides you. If it's 50-50, 60-40, there is no wrong or right number. I'm not even sure where that came up. 
Uh, I should probably do some research and see where that, you know, came up from. But I doubt anybody even listening can say, oh, yeah, I remember that that resource. How did we get to that 80-20 rule? <laughs> anyway, okay, the last question that I get often is something along the lines of, should I use a third-party editing tool? What's the best hooks to use on my reels? And, and so on. And what I realize is that we're often asking about tactics and not strategies. And I think the reason that we often ask about tactics is because that's what we see in the feed. A lot of people giving you, these are the hooks that you need to use to convert. This is the one, the one tip, da, 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 if you want to edit. And those are helpful. I love tutorials. I make tutorials. So I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that when we're focused on the tactics, the tactics are the how. The strategy is the why and the big picture. And you can have all the tactics in the world. You can have a super amazing scroll-stopping hook. And you can put together all of the transitions and the edits and the fancy, you know, all the cool things that I see that I wish I could do. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if you don't have a solid strategy, meaning you don't know who you are, you're not self-aware about your talents. You're not open to the idea of, um, you know, what is my one clear thing that I'm doing? How am I different from other people in my field? Who exactly am I talking to? What is their actual problem, their actual challenge, their real fears? And being able to understand like to the point where you can create content that someone's like, wow, I felt like you made that exactly for me. That's the hard work. That's the strategy part. The strategy is figuring out who you want to connect with and also what message you want to share and organizing that message and the tactics, which honestly are a whole lot easier than coming up with strategy, which is why you have many people sharing tactics, how to's, the hacks, the tips those are easier to share. And that's why you see everybody doing them too. Because strategy is unique in many cases, and you have to really have a framework and an understanding. So what the question really should be is, let's look at your strategy and let's not get caught up in the tactics or the techniques, which is why when I'm coaching on video or content, we don't start with the tactics. We don't start with the, okay, here's how I want you to do this. Here's your hook. I We almost like unlearn. And we're like, we're not even going to learn tactics because you get stuck. I get stuck in tactics. I I remember being so stuck in tactics that I had like a 72-point checklist. And I remember that it became so overwhelming that I was like, I don't even want to post this because if I don't do it at the exact right time and I don't have this kind of hook and I'm spending five hours on one little thing. And so what I will tell you is instead of thinking about tactics, think about do you have a strategy? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know how to go about talking to them? Do you know what makes you unique? Do you know how to articulate that? Do you know what your message is and how you can actually help people? And the how part is is actually the easier part. So those are the three questions I most ask again in a summary. When to use what format or what uh, format does what? Like, what is its what is the strategy, if you will, for each one of those formats? 
Um, also, is it still true that we have to do the 80-20 content rule or should I have two accounts or separate that? And last but not least, any kind of tactical question. Again, tactics matter because tactics help you achieve your strategy. I just want you to be aware as you're scrolling, ask yourself, wait a minute, is this tip a tactic? Is this tip a strategy? And also to challenge you to look at what you are doing and can you identify a strategy that you are implementing or do you have to start looking at things and creating that strategy. I'd love to hear from you. If you are a listener, please feel free to send me a DM on the gram. You can find me at chelsea.pites. I also have a bunch of free downloads, a bunch of free classes that you can click my link in bio. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. That's all for today's show, friends. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I'd love to connect with you on the gram. You can find me at Chelsea.pites. And don't forget to grab all of the free goodies link in bio.